The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the highs would have to be some of the saves that Courtney Breslin made. Um, she was named player of the match at the end, actually just after the final whistle, which is kind of unusual. Normally you get it in the middle of the game and uh, the team were already in a huddle and everyone started like jumping on top of her and spraying water over her. So it was nice to see Ireland actually get that moment of celebration. Didn't have a whole lot of them. I think Denise O'Sullivan's positional change was also massively positive for Ireland. A lot of people would be questioning why we didn't get to see her in that position more. Um, she said it herself even. And she was like, you know, I, I'm so much more comfortable in that advanced position compared to more of a defending midfielder role. So I think those are two positives from Ireland. The lows will be not getting another goal. I, I don't think there were many times where we looked genuinely like we were going to get a goal, which is disappointing. Um, and I suppose technically a high is the fact that we got our first ever point at a World Cup, even if it feels a bit meh at the moment. <laughs> um, I know Denise O'Sullivan and, and Vera Powell have been speaking after the game as well. What have they been saying? Yeah, so Denise was just saying that, you know, she is incredibly disappointed coming out of this tournament and not getting a win and not progressing out of the group. Um, I think for her, she was saying that, you know, it was been an incredible time playing in front of all the Irish fans and really wanted to emphasize that, as have most of the team throughout the tournament, how good the fans have been. Vera Powell's was very interesting because uh, she was being shouted at by Katie McCabe around the 70-75 minute mark to bring on some fresh legs down that side of the field and uh, when Vera was asked about it she was said why would we change if Katie McCabe says she wants to change she is not the coach players are allowed to be emotional players are allowed to say that that's fine so it was interesting comments from Vera Uh, she was also asked about her contract situation obviously that is something that has been rumbling on the last couple of days and when she was asked if she thought today would be her final match, she said no and that she would be at the homecoming celebrating with all the team on Thursday. So, yeah, uh, an interesting time for Vera. Definitely not going out on the high that she hoped to go out on. Um, but there's going to be a lot of question marks around her for the next couple of weeks, I imagine. Well, here is Denise O'Sullivan speaking after the game. Yeah, I think we can go in now. I think we can go in together and enjoy our night and enjoy the moment together. But um, we'll all reflect as individuals, I think, and as a team and... Um, I think we can we can learn from these moments. We knew coming in here it was going to be very difficult and it showed that it was really, really difficult. Um, and we only got one point out of it, but we can be proud of the performances. I think every single player went out and gave 100%. No one gave less than that and that's what we can ask for. Um, that's what we're supposed to do and it's an absolute honour to put on this jersey and um, it's special to represent the country. So, yeah. Okay, that was Denise O'Sullivan speaking after the game. On, on Vera then, Kathleen, um, I mean, you, you use it there. This is not the, 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 the high she wanted to go out on. Is, is there a sense that she is going out despite her answer in the press conference? Is there a sense this is it? There feels like a real sense on the ground that it is. Um, like, I felt it for a while now. I just noticed the fact that whenever the team were talking about the squad or, like, the matches in general, Vera's name was very rarely brought up. I think that, you know... It's been a really good ride for her. And if she leaves now, it makes more sense because she's going out on some sort of a high. Whereas I would be concerned if she stayed on the sort of slightly toxic is too strong a word, but the nature and the vibe around the team might not be the best at the moment. And it would be kind of good to clear that before a new campaign and go into it. Now, the players could turn around in a couple of weeks and say, no, we were just wrecked after a World Cup. We really want Beard to stay or whatever. But 
when they've been asked, no one has really vehemently been like, yes, Vera has got her first ever World Cup. She's an amazing coach. We mm. absolutely have to have her there. And I think if that had been the case, the FAI would have acted on this because technically we were supposed to have her contract situation sorted before the tournament. And then Jonathan Hill, head of the FAI, said that he was going to talk to the Irish media when we were out here, but that never materialized either. So... You know, it feels like everyone is avoiding the big yeah. elephant in the room, and maybe and, it would have been better just to answer it. And when you when you talk about kind of a potentially toxic atmosphere, I mean, is is this all to do with the kind of allegations that have been uh, uh, thrown at Vera Powell from her time in, in in the United States? Some of which people are still trying to kind of get to the bottom of, or, or is it to do with that as well as other issues around playing style and team selection and squad selection? Yeah, like just to be clear on that, like I, I haven't heard any like allegations out of the team about things being toxic or you know that. No, uh, no, no. I, I appreciate the, the point you were the... making was a kind of hypothetical. Were it to be toxic, I just wonder. It's 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 a reflection what you said of of of, of the I speculation think... that exists, and I just wonder is it is it just the Houston stuff or is there more to it? Possibly. No, I think it's just, I think it's everything kind of building up into one big thing. You know, when you look at, say, all the press conferences that we've had in the lead up to the World Cup and a lot of the ones since the World Cup, there's always been some sort of like controversy around it. So like the last one we had was the contract situation. One of the first ones when we were over here was, um, you know, the Denise Sullivan injury and why the Colombian game was called off. The last one we had before we came out was about the article from The Athletic. And all the ones before that, there's just always been something. And a lot of the time, it's the players having to get up there and answer questions alongside her about things that really the FAI should either be making clear themselves ahead of time and not having players being forced to answer awkward or slightly difficult questions or else like putting mirror forward solely by yourself for those bits of media. Because those aren't like that's not proper preparation going into a World Cup and it's not what the players need during a World Cup either. Mm. Um, and I think like you can kind of, you can see the frustration say with Katie McCabe in that final press conference before in Tala, before we came out to the World Cup, where at the end she was like basically made a sarcastic remark of thanks for asking about the World Cup guys. But you can understand her frustration, but you can also understand the other side then as media and journalists, you kind of do have to ask these questions when these people are put in front of you. So yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, and that's partly why I think that they, there could be a change. Even you look at you know the way that some of the tactics have gone during the tournament. It'd be interesting to find out maybe after the fact when players aren't so worried about keeping their spot on a World Cup squad. Will any of them actually say, oh, "I don't know how much I agreed with this or how much I mm. agreed with that"? Which isn't a be all and end all either. Like players and managers have different thoughts on tactics I don't think that's the newest thing in the world so I mean we started the conversation by talking about the highs and lows you know of, of the game today against Nigeria what what are the highs and lows or positive and negatives about the campaign the, the three game campaign in Australia then Kathleen uh, I think the main high has to be that we made history over the last couple of weeks here. You know, Katie McCabe got our first ever goal. We got our first ever points at a World Cup. I think that the highs have been the fan support has been absolutely incredible. You know, everywhere you go, it's just a sea of green. Even tonight, again, like Irish fans totally outnumbering Nigerian fans. And that has been the case all the way through. The only time it wasn't was probably Sydney. And that was because we were playing Australia. But you couldn't hear the Australian fans. You could only hear the Irish fans for the entire game. I think that's been a positive. I think going into future campaigns, there's so many positive things to take away because 
it means that these players now finally have big tournament experience and they're going to know like the absolute graft it takes to go for eight weeks in camp and face some of the best teams in the world. And that can only put us in good stead for the Nations League and hopefully a Euros campaign the other side. In terms of lows, it's always going to have to be that we didn't get that win and just have Mm -hmm. that complete moment of delight and also get out of the group and into the knockout stages, which I think a lot of people felt we could do. Probably always was a little optimistic. But if you look at how this group shaped up, I mean, Australia beat Canada 4-0 tonight and we like they just scraped to a 1-0 or yeah, 1-0 win against us. Nigeria hammered uh, Australia and then it was a nil all draw against us. So you know, it really was such a topsy-turvy group that really anyone could have gotten out at any stage. And it's just a pity that we didn't maybe have a lower-ranked team rather than a Nigeria who are AFCON champions like nine times, I think, have always been one of the top teams in Africa um, to maybe just even give us the opportunity to get yeah. that win or get a bit of momentum going as well. I, I'm, I, I was talking to somebody here and I'd be interested in your view you know, given how closely you would be following um, the team and the campaign, that uh, that what they regretted was that there weren't more kind of even individual moments of excitement in, in games. You know, yeah. there was kind of periods, even Katie McCabe's goal, you can imagine kids up and down the country, my kids, boy and girl, both trying to score from corners the last few days. <laughs> Having said that, I mean, it, like it was, and I'm not taking anything from her, you know, it was an accidental goal. I don't think she was trying to score. So it was a moment of brilliance, but it kind of accidental. And beyond that, that there weren't really edgy or seat moments, or not a lot of them. Yeah, you uh, you want to be careful saying that it was an accident because I did that and I got an awful lot of hate off people who were like, no, she definitely meant to. Uh, Kathy, you, you were right. That was an <laughs> accidental goal. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that's exactly it. I think if we had a few more minutes, a few more goals, a few more moments of just like, oh my God, that was a brilliant moment of play. It definitely would have made it how we view this tournament a bit different. You know, if we'd scored a goal in every game or a couple of goals in every game, as you said, there would be kids out there practicing them, especially with the way we generally score goals. We don't get a whole lot of them, but whenever we do, they tend to be vaguely impressive. Um, so, yeah, I think a few more Olympicos or <laughs> banging free kicks from Kanye McCabe definitely wouldn't have gone astray. But I do also think that like there is so much from this tournament that kids and even adults are going to take away. I mean, that's the thing I've really loved about the vibe of this tournament. I did the Women's Euros last summer in England, and there very much was that family, kid-friendly vibe to it. Whereas I actually really enjoyed going to this tournament, and there was people in their like 20s, 30s, 40s, plus up, were actually the dominant sort of people here. And it wasn't the whole idea that, you know, women's sport is only for kids. It was very much like, no, these are people who've traveled tens of thousands of miles to follow this team because they've been to Tala because they've you know traveled with them all around the place and that's what we need to sustain the sport you know we can't keep pushing it as this is just a thing that's for kids because it's not it's for everyone like all sport is well listen Kathleen uh, uh, there will as expected be more coverage tonight uh, on off the ball uh, more previews or rather reviews of of, of how things have gone Uh, thank you for all of your work here on this show over the last few weeks and safe home Kathleen McNamee of off the ball host of the Koi Gig uh, podcast as well Uh, stay with us lots still to come but first The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk